listening to Game On DC, your home for local gaming and esports news in the DMV. Find the show on social media at Game On DC and by using the hashtag GoDC. Without further ado, here are your hosts, John and Joey. What is up, DMV, and welcome to Game On DC, the show dedicated to you, the gamers and esports fanatics, right here in the East Coast capital of esports. My name is John Fiasco Byram, and I am joined, as always, by the king of the courtside, Joey Courtside King McDermott. What's up, buddy? John, it has been bumping in the world of gaming and esports, not only here in the DMV, but overall. Summer Game Fest is about to start off, so we have a bunch of game announcements on top of that. WizDG looking pretty hot right now as well. Everything is heating up, temperature included. Uh, Joey, I miss the 60-degree days. I miss the 50-degree days. I don't want Muy this... caliente. I don't want this 90-degree, like, 125 a thousand bajillion percent humidity i don't like it i don't like it one bit but one thing i do like that's a live show here on twitch that is monday nights and that's where all the fun happens but have no fear if you can't catch game on dc monday nights on twitch.tv slash otn media we have other ways for you to catch the show we have a podcast version all you have to do is look up game on dc on your on your podcatcher of choice we're there for you it's as simple as that game on dc while you're at it you might as well be following on social media as well. That is at Game on DC. That's on Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. Uh, give Joey a follow at Courtside King. Give myself a follow at Fiasco. Uh, that is Instagram and Twitter for both of those uh, for your hosts, at least. Joey, uh, it's a Monday. <laughs> I feel like we say it every time we do this show. It definitely feels like a Monday. Uh, but the great news is, is that uh, the DMV is right for esports as always. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the Washington Justice, who a uh, little bit of a bumpy start to the regular season, unfortunately, for the Justice. Uh, I mean, again, it's a team that had massive turnover in the offseason, a lot of holes they needed to fill in the roster. And that's what they ended up trying to do here uh, is create a team that is going to be competitive. We're seeing those growing pan pains once again. But they did qualify for the uh, kickoff clash that occurred the other week here in uh, Dallas, Texas, of all places. Why Dallas? But that's where we decided to go uh, because that's where the Overwatch League wanted to go. Uh, so Dallas, Texas for that, Joey. First up, uh, it was a game that went the distance. It went all five maps. And, of course, it was against um, our frenemies, are, are we going to call them that, in, in the San Francisco Shock it was a 3-2 unfortunate loss to the San Francisco Shock. Close all throughout the Justice taking the first two maps. A little bit of a heartbreak as it was a, uh, I believe the kids call it a reverse sweep, Joey. So it does feel a little bad here. Um, but nonetheless, you have to feel pretty good about how the Justice performed, especially on Eichenwald on map number two. And it's a hybrid map, but nonetheless, Escort, for whatever reason, still seems to be an Achilles heel. And that was a map they won. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the Shock are no slouch team either. I mean, this is a team that's won multiple championships. They have an incredibly talented roster. The staff behind the roster is very good as well. For the Justice to come out and not only compete with the Shock, but to take the first two maps was huge. Uh, they looked like they had that potential that they could come back and roll them potentially, uh, especially coming off of a few rough weeks in recent weeks as well at the start of the season. 2-1 over on, I believe it was Ilios. Then I think it was Eichenwald, as you said, John. And then they started to go down on a few of the newer maps. Uh, New Queen Street, I believe, made its way in there. Uh, on top of that, the other maps were... Uh, it was Dorado for map 3 and Lijiang Tower for map 5. So overall, I mean, some veteran maps in there, some that have been around for a while, some newer maps. Unfortunately, the Justice showing some strength, but not able to finish this one out in the end. 
But I mean, you have to feel pretty good as a Justice fan. You're going up against the Shock. You played incredibly well. It went all five maps, so you have to be feeling really good about how they performed against the Shock. Uh, and, you know, the good news is you lose one, you're not necessarily out. Uh, you do have a chance to uh, possibly make it further in the Clash. Uh, but then <laughs> it feels like we always go up against these guys. It's, it's our uh, – I don't even want to call them frenemies. I just don't even like playing them, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, the Florida Mayhem, uh, again, taking map one off to a very good start. The Justice looking great, picking up where they left off momentum-wise. Uh, against the shock granted it still was a reverse sweep but you still have to feel pretty good about going five maps going the distance against the shock and you come out here and and you're on ilios again and you 2-0 florida right off the get-go a very solid performance by the justice and they started off on the right foot once again but then our old friend uh you know pushing the payload came in and never fun there uh ended up dropping the payload map and then we had some of the new maps like you were saying as well uh, maps two and three were a little bit closer. Uh, the uh, mayhem did have to uh, come from behind in these maps. Uh, but then it, it was just tough because uh, map four, nothing was really going in the Justice's favor here. And the mayhem ended up completing. It's not a reverse sweep, but they were down 0-1 uh, for the uh, mayhem. And they come back and win three straight. Uh, definitely a little bit of a letdown uh, there for Justice fans. Um, you know, taking Ilios, dropping Midtown, dropping Gibraltar, and then uh Coloss Colossio Colossio that, that that's the Rome Colossio there we go Joey with the uh with the accents I appreciate that sir yeah I don't know what that uh, is it's probably Italian I don't remember where that map takes place um but Ilios I think let's take some positives away from this yeah, right we please. are playing very well in Greece of Overwatch Ilios we beat the shock on the map I believe that was a 2-0 if I remember correctly now coming up against the mayhem another 2-0 there so again we would like to win the whole match but overall, it looks like we have kind of locked down Ilios. We're getting better and better. That is a map we've struggled on in the past. You know, the Overwatch League loves to show those stats from like three years ago. Now <laughs> they're starting to turn game. in our favor, at least on Ilios. Uh, so hopefully we continue to see them build upon it again. It is a little disappointing for this one in particular. The Shock was a match I expected to lose. Now coming against Florham, or Florham, Florham. Florida Mayhem. Um, <laughs> while I, like I expected this to be a really, really tight match, after the performance against the Shock, you'd expect them to have a much tighter one here against the Mayhem. Joey, I I, I motioned to make that a thing, the, 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 the floor ham. I like the floor that. floor ham. Yeah, uh, I can decide if I wanted to call him Florida or Mayhem in that moment, so it just kind of became a merge. Floor ham is always fun. Floor ham is, is, is great. Uh, so, Joey, unfortunately for the Justice, uh, that ends their trip down uh, in Texas, uh, which at the end of the day, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a that's a big dub. Nobody wants to be in Texas. It's, it's as simple as that. <laughs> I know Dave Fry would disagree with me from WizDG, but that's completely fine. Um, for the Justice, they do have a week off, uh, maybe a week or two here, as their next match won't come until June 16th. That is a Thursday, 6 p.m. against the New York Excelsior. Um, so they do have a little bit of time to kind of uh, reset uh, as as the new meta in this new game and this new game style is is still being figured out here. Yes, the pros had it a lot longer than we did. Yes, they still have access to it while we, on the public end of everything, our beta was shut down. Blizzard, open the beta back up. Uh, but nonetheless... They will uh, soon. It needs to be now. I want to play it now, Joey. Now. Uh, but yes, uh, June 16th will be the next match for our Justice, so it gives them some time to rest and relax, recover and survive the trip from Texas, and get ready for our friends in New York. 
And just to quickly hit on where they are in the standings, so when they do return, as of right now, they're sitting with three points. That's three wins and three losses over six matches played in the normal season standings. Uh, so overall, looking pretty good. They definitely have a lot of potential moving forward. Again, as John mentioned, they did qualify for the kickoff clash. That means they're in the top eight of their region, so they do have a few teams below them. It looks like five or six right below, uh, given all the ties and everything coming in. So in the end... Plenty of teams to be moved up on this list. Atlanta right ahead of them, Toronto as well. Just below them, the Spitfire and the Uprising. So we'll see what they come back with. Again, as we've, uh, let's say in the past, they've had some trouble adjusting. And a lot of that moving from season to season or tournament version to tournament version has been because of hero bans. Those are now not a thing. So I'm assuming these should be a little bit smoother transitions moving forward. Yeah, one can hope. And the Justice really kind of squeaking in there. You know, uh, the, what, what did it for us was the map plus uh, plus and minus differential here. Uh, same record as the Spitfire, uh, but overall uh, the map win and loss difference is 11 and 11 for the Justice, which is even, versus 10 to 12 for the Spitfire, which is a minus two. Uh, so, yes, map differential does come into play here. Um, you know, that is... That's a thing. It's a thing in traditional sports. It's a thing here in the Overwatch League as well. It's kind of a neat stat to kind of take a look at because obviously the more maps you win, the better at, better chances you have at winning uh, that series matchup against your opponent. Uh, but so far, a, a 500 start to the season for the Justice. I'm not going to say that that's good. I'm not going to say that's bad either. I think, again, it's going to take time for this team to really gel and come together with uh, how big of a roster change we had in the offseason. Uh, we see those those glimpses of brilliance as, as we did last year with that same roster where when the team clicks and they're all communicating, they're playing together, they're a team that is unstoppable. Uh, the issue is they all have to be on the same page and not scramble, not panic, especially when you start to get staggered. Sometimes the clock is against you, and that can help bring that panic into your style of play a little bit. Uh, so, so that's something just to kind of keep an eye on as we continue out through the regular season here for the Washington Justices, seeing that communication get better, seeing the gameplay get better, learning how each other plays and how that chemistry will flow once everyone is on the same page. Uh, because, again, like they took San Francisco, the number one seed in the West, to five games. They put them down two games to z two maps to zero when they played earlier in the clash. So the Justice have the talent to do it. They just need to fine-tune and polish those last maps there to really seal the win against a big contender like the Shock. And I think the last thing to mention there, so you mentioned roster changes. Everyone had to go through roster changes, right, heading into Overwatch 2. If they wanted to make opportunities, they could for new players. On top of that, veterans got shifted around. The one big difference with the Justice and a few other teams is they lost Fury. Now, everyone lost their off-tank, sure, that's definitely an argument, but Fury was a veteran, he's been around for a while, he's an in-game leader, uh, he's one of those people that really brought that leadership to those new players on the roster. Losing someone like him, not only do you lose a very talented player in-game, but you also lose that backroom experience that he brings to the table, and I think that's one reason some of these teams, the Justice included, are going to take a bit longer to adjust. Absolutely. So again, the next uh, game for the Justice, coming up here in a couple weeks on the 16th, Again, that's a 6 p.m. start against New York. Uh, so circle your calendars, set your uh, your calendar reminders on your phone, on your tablet, or whatever you use. God forbid you still use a calendar that hangs from the wall. You definitely don't want to be using that. Not, not in the digital age, Joey. Come on. Get, I use both. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Joey still has a has a planner a planner that he carries around with him. Do you? No, well, I, I have a digital one, okay. but I also have a dry erase board calendar over here. Ew. Well, I mean, dry erase yeah. board is still better than like going out and finding like a 
dachshund calendar that you hang on your wall and like you get like 12 different dachshunds throughout the year i don't know we, 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 i mean i don't know you, you kind of intrigued me on that one john we, but you know what else is intriguing whiz dg let's transition over to that side of the court john. way to absolutely kill what i was going to say next but i'll go ahead and let, <laughs> i'm going to let you let's see we're going to do we need to do a dmv esports calendar nonetheless joey because you killed it and and we'll talk about that later whiz dg Two-time back-to-back NBA 2K League champions. First ever 3v3 champions of the NBA 2K League. Joey, we have moved into the turn tournament. And would you believe if I told you that WizDG is up to their old shenanigans once again in group play? Joey, they come into group C uh, for the turn group play. And they're teamed up with the likes of teams you might have heard of, Heat Check Gaming, Knicks Gaming, Hawks Talon GC, Magic Gaming, and Nets GC. All teams we've all heard of, all teams that they've played before, all teams that WizDG have completely dominated before. And Joey, uh, if there's one thing I, I'm a big believer in, it's that those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. And that's what the Heat, the Knicks, the Hawks, Magic, and the Nets did. They forgot the history, and WizDG came out and absolutely raffle-stomped them. Uh, WizDG 5-0 in group play. Absolutely disgusting from, from the boys at WizDG. I mean, John, some say forget history. Some say they know history is there, and they know it's coming again, and there's just not much you can do about it when you have such a talented roster like WizDG. As you said, John, they got the job done once again. Absolute domination so far in the tournament. Absolutely. I'm, I'm pulling up these games here real quick because uh, tabs are not your friends. Uh, <laughs> that and the NBA 2K Lee website. is absolutely atrocious, Joey. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, so we'll go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and switch it over here. Uh, first up, we will take a look at Knicks versus WizDG. Uh, Joey, the, the Knicks came out in the first quarter. Uh, they were okay. They were decent. They ended up tying, but after that, it was all WizDG as a 79-66 win for WizDG. Uh, this is really the first time we got to see J-Cap, or just Cap, pardon me, uh, Cap with uh, WizDG playing in the 5v5. Uh, Circuit came in in the middle of the 3v3 tournament and absolutely balled out as well. Cap dropping 23 points, 4 assists, a steal, uh, Absolute money, 7 for 14 from behind the arc, shooting 50%. That's lights out. I don't care who you are. B-Rich dropping 13. Everyone with double-digit uh, double points again. Awkward with 10. Nudini with 19. Dayfry with 14. Had his double-double with 11 rebounds as well. The double-double machine is Dayfry. Enjoy. This one wasn't even close. It was pure domination for WizDG. Yeah, I mean, WizDG looked really good. Everyone hitting double-digit points here, and you mentioned a lot of the other stats. It was just an incredible performance overall, and they showed why they're one of the top teams in the league. <laughs> the top team. Please, Joey, please. <laughs> and then we have the date circled on the calendar ever since that massive four-way trade, and that is going to be the game against Magic Gaming because, let's be real here, we want to know how Cap's going to respond going up against his old squad. There's, there's some beef there, believe it or not. Joey WizDG came out and absolutely stomped him in the first quarter. Uh, Magic Gaming went to halftime. They were down by quite a bit. They bounced back a little bit in the third quarter. But have no fear. The two-time champs bounced back in the fourth. Another big performance there. It was a little bit closer. It was a seven-point win, but it's a 58-51 overall performance. J uh, Cap dropping 12 points on his former team. B-Rich with 13. Awkward matching it with 13 as well. And Day Fry, the leading score with 14 points and 14 rebounds. Another double-double. I feel like I'm going to be saying that the entire night long here, Joey. But again, 
This is the matchup we wanted to see. Uh, Cap struggled a little bit from behind the arc, only going two for eight, but nonetheless a very solid performance against a team that kind of really wanted to go up against Cap, and Cap responded very well. Yeah, overall, pretty good response from Cap. 5 for 13 overall. Uh, this was the closest game WizDG has played so far, too, so the Magic giving them a bit of a run for their money. Credit to the Magic, too. I mean, going down 17-8, WizDG was looking very strong in that first quarter. The Magic did claw their way back, especially in the second half. With that being said, the WizDG fans and roster cast a spell on the Magic, and they just did not have enough to come back. Uh, I mean, overall, John, WizDG just looking like such a strong team. Cap coming out again, as you said, proving well against his old team. Not the biggest performance, but still 12 points, 7 assists. He got the job done, and he was a vital piece of the puzzle for that WizDG roster to close this one out with a win. Absolutely. Then up next, because this was a rapid-fire week here for WizDG, uh, going up against Nets GC, uh, this one got a little spicy. Um, by a little spicy, I mean not spicy. Oh, 65-57 win for Nets, for, uh, pardon me, for WizDG. Um Nets came to play in the first quarter. Uh, they had the four-point uh, lead, twenty to sixteen. Uh, WizDG actually down at the half, and they had a and they had a claw back in the second half. This is a team that knows how to make adjustments. This is a team that Pat Crossan won't let make mistakes. If they play bad in the first half, he knows how to make those adjustments at halftime. That's exactly what we saw here. Coming out in the second half, eighteen points in the third, nineteen in the fourth, seals the win for WizDG, taking them to three and zero. During group play, obviously, we know they went 5-0, and but still 3-0 and up, up to this point. And again, taking a look here, uh, there's one thing I love about this team is that if one player has a bad night, the other players know how to pick up that slack. They know how to pick each other up when one player is having a bad game. That's what we saw here. Cap not having his best performance, 8 points, 1 rebound, 4 assists. Overall, a decent performance, but numbers-wise, 3 for 8 from the floor, 2 for 5 from behind the arc. 8 points is, is tough. That is very tough from your point guard. Beerich stepped up with 11, awkward with 13. Nudini dropping 19, and Dayfry again, the double-double machine. 14 points, 12 rebounds. Nudini stepping up big time to help uh, Cap falling short here with only 8 points. Uh, again, 4 assists, nothing to sneeze at. I mean, distributing the ball incredibly well, great vision as well. Uh, had 3 turnovers, uh, which, you know, that will come with time as well. Uh, with the team play getting uh, together, obviously midseason trades are a little bit tougher there. But Cap still played decently well, but not up to what we've seen in the other games here in the group play stage. But Nudini coming up big with those 19 points. Yeah, I mean, not only Nudini and Dayfry either. I think huge credit to Justin. Just Awkward came out, and he's always known for his defensive prowess, right? Incredible defensive player. One of the best locks, if not the best lock in the league. John, he shot six for six here. Again, he's not going to put up a ton of points. It's still hitting double digits, though. 13 points out here, 6 for 6. Uh, incredible stuff from Just Awkward on top of that big defensiveness. Yeah, Awkward had a perfect game. 6 for 6 from the floor, 1 for 1 from behind the arc. Granted, it was only one shot, but hey, when you're 1 for 1, that's why I did my fantasy hockey. I won the championship the first year, and I retired. You know, you go out perfect. Simple as that, Joey. I like that mentality. <laughs> uh, but yeah, perfect from the floor. Awkward coming up big as well. Uh, very, very good point there. And also... The big highlight here, Joey, for Awkward, like you said, he's known for his defense, six steals. He had six steals. The team had a total of nine forced steals uh, against, um, pardon me, I completely forgot who we're playing. The Nets, there we go. See, they're not even that important. They completely fell apart in the second half. WizDG absolutely destroyed them uh, against the Nets here, and, and that's the solid kind of performance you need from WizDG. They're known for their defense, and that's exactly what they did here. They locked it down in the second half and pulled ahead for the big win. 
moving to 3-0 and on the group stage. Let's go ahead and take a look at the next one. As we have this one and one more game to get through here on tonight's show. Uh, this one, uh, again, not, not as close as it may have looked. 55-46, to WizDG over Hawks Talon Gaming. Gaming, or GC, because we, we love our initials in the NBA 2K League. Uh, WizDG, uh, again, came out strong 13-9 in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, the Hawks bounced back in the second quarter. But really, it's that second-half adjustment that we saw once again. WizDG coming out, dropping 18 points in the third, 17 in the fourth, taking the 55-46 win. And again... Uh, the team, when a player having a bad game, the rest of the players know how to step up. And that's what we really saw here. Cap matched his last game's total with eight points, had five assists as well. Uh, again, more of a general on the floor, kind of using his vision, distributing the ball incredibly well. Beerich had a rough game. Uh, 0 for 6 from the floor, 0 for 6 from behind the arc. It was just overall a very, very rough game for Beerich. They held him in check pretty well. Um, so who's up? Next man up. Awkward, 12 points. Nudini, 21 points and 7 rebounds. Dayfry, you know, you know, 10 points and 10 rebounds is pretty good, but that's not good enough for Dayfry. 14 points and Joey, brace yourself, 20 rebounds. This man is the Windex man. He is cleaning the backboards, making it all shiny and clean. No ball goes untouched unless it's Dayfry's hands pulling that ball back down. 20 freaking rebounds. Unbelievable for Dayfry. Wax on, wax off when it comes to rebounding right around the court. Uh, I mean, yeah, they looked incredible. The guards, not as much in this one for WizDG, as you said. They're a squad that when someone is not playing up to par, and we did see that here, cap 3 for 12, B Rich 0 for 6. I mean, that's 3 for 18 overall for the guards, not looking too hot in this game. On the other side, though, I mean, you're looking at a very, very strong court near the paint. Just awkward, Nudini, Dayfry, you hit all the stats. Everyone getting the job done, both offensively and defensively. In the end, that's enough to win. And especially, like, if, okay, Cap and Be Rich, we know we're not scoring a ton of points this game. They also weren't turning over a ton either, though. So if you're not going to score, at least turn the ball over to your teammates and not the other team, and that seemed to be what got done here. Rough second quarter, but first quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter firmly in the favor of WizDG. And they won the turnover battle as well. Uh, forced the other team into nine. WizDG had seven. Um, pretty much anytime you play 2K, anything under 10 is pretty good. Uh, especially with the high caliber of players that we have in the league. So holding the other, uh, forcing nine turnovers on the other team is, is good. Uh, holding yourself to only seven turnovers is also very good. Winning the turnover battle in anything, whether it's traditional sports, whether it's esports, uh, whether it's a uh, traditional, traditional esport game, if you will, um, it's very important. You, you have to maintain control of the ball or the puck or, or whatever sport you're playing in order to score, uh, and that's what we saw here. Was CG limiting those turnovers, and really, again, Nudini and Dayfry coming up big uh, in the clutch when B. Rich and Cap struggled here in this game. Uh, Joey, let's go ahead and jump into the last game here of group stage, uh, and it's a 10-point win for WizDG, 67-57 over Heat Check Gaming. Uh, again, 5-0 and overall in the group. WizDG played absolutely out of their mind. Uh, let's take a look at the stats here. Um, after two bad games, Cap bounced back. We got 14 points, five assists. Uh, that's what you want to see. You want to see a player who knows how to make those corrections on the fly. Uh, it took a game or two uh, for him to really break out of that funk. Again, eight points is nothing to sneeze at, but 14 points, five assists. That's what you want to start seeing out of your point guard. Cap playing big for WizDG. Beerich, after dropping a goose egg, 
throws down a team tied for the lead for the game, 18 points and four assists, shooting seven for 10 from the floor and four for, for seven behind the arc. B-Rich, an absolutely massive game. Um, because of that, just awkward and Udini, uh, you know, they didn't have to play as big of a point scoring role. They played more of a, a situational role, more on defense and distributing the ball here. Awkward, nine points, two rebounds, five assists, three steals. A very typical just awkward stat line here. One block as well. Um, you know, that's what you want to see from just awkward, the defensive player of the year last year. Nudini, eight points, three boards, two assists, and three steals. Again, Nudini coming in big, being a role player, came in there, scored when he needed to, was a menace on defense. And Day Fry, Joey, 18 and 18, another freaking double double. This man is an absolute 2K god. 18 points, 18 rebounds, six assists, and two steals. This man can do it all. Comes up absolutely massive for WizDG and seals the perfect 5-0 group, uh, group stage play for WizDG before heading into the knockout round. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Dayfry, like, we can stare at his stats all day long, but for me, it's almost more surprising when he doesn't get a double-double. I mean, this man is an absolute legend in 2K, both on and off the court. Incredible personality, lots of fire between that and his play. Uh, and he's just, he's so good, John. I mean, 18 points. I expect double-digit points. 18 rebounds. I'm surprised he didn't hit 20, to be completely honest. The man is an absolute monster. On the other side, and you hit on a lot of the stats, Cap and B-Rich struggled for those two games. Just awkward, Nudini able to step back in this one. Still almost hit double digits in points, but B-Rich with that 18, Cap with the 14. I think the one stat to highlight as far as the negative, because there's so much positive in this game, Cap still struggled a bit from behind the three-point line, four for 13 in this one. Uh, I think that's something we're going to see improve over the course of the season. It seems like they're letting him take the shots as a team, and he's continuing to find opportunities. Unfortunately, maybe they're not the, uh, the easiest shots to make, or maybe he's just slightly off on hitting the green on them. Regardless, I think we do know the area that he will be practicing, and it's that three-point line at the moment uh, because everything else seems to be clicking for this team. They find a way around whatever the struggle is in-game, and if they can just continue to improve stats like that one that stick out here and there, they're going to be an unstoppable force later in the season. And, Joey, can you believe after all of this, they still managed to have time to go hang out at AwesomeCon at the D.C. Convention Center this past weekend uh, to, to meet fans and promote WizDG and the 2K League? Uh, this team is all over the place. They give back to the community. They make themselves known in the community. Yeah, that's something you absolutely want to see uh, from regardless of what eSport organization you're with, being a part of the community. And that's one of the great things with the 2K League and the Overwatch League is the fact that uh, they are city-based teams. The players are here in the city. They have that opportunity to really become a part of not just building an eSports culture here in the East Coast capital of eSports, but really becoming a part of the community as well. Uh, you know, and, and we, we've seen that. We've seen like WizDG, uh, you know, go to uh, homeless shelters and help uh, uh, have food drives and go out in the community and uh, have all these different kinds of, of uh, uh, philanthropy moments uh, that are absolutely fantastic. But then they also have those fun things that they get to do, like going to an awesome con, meeting fans of video games, of esports. Uh, of what we would call nerd culture, because, you know, who doesn't love a little nerd culture? Uh, you know, good friend of the show, Jordan Zelnicker, uh, with the uh, New York Islanders now. Massive Star Wars fan. I absolutely geek out talking Star Wars with them all the time. Uh, so, you know, people involved in esports, going to Awesome Con is, is definitely something they enjoy as well. WizDG making their self-presence there uh, as well after going 5-0 in the group stage. I think that's pretty neat, Joey. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think WizDG as well as the Justice just do such a good job of interacting with fans like you're saying. And in the case, that is somewhat league-wide, but in particular, our teams here in D.C. have been very good at it, not only starting new initiatives, but finding those opportunities, whether it be a con, whether it be an event, whether it be a conference. They always find these ways to attend them, to have a representation either from someone in the back staff like Zach Leonsis or Andrew, uh, or to have players themselves appear as well. So I love that. I think that's a great way to connect with fans, a great way uh, to not only expand your team's coverage, but also the league's coverage as well. So the NBA 2K League and the Overwatch League should be very happy that they have such active teams here in D.C. So what's next for WizDG? Was that the question you asked, Joey? Because uh, if it wasn't, I'm going to say you asked it anyway. Uh, up next for <laughs> WizDG, coming up uh, this Wednesday, June the 8th, in the knockout stage, you'll be taking on Pacers Gaming. Uh, you can watch that. Uh, I believe that will be on the Twitch channel for the NBA 2K League, which will also be on their YouTube channel. Just a full disclosure, uh, the YouTube channel only has the main broadcast. Twitch will have the command center. So if you only want to watch WizDG, which I highly recommend, you can definitely pull that game up and watch that one from start to finish. You don't have to worry about when the main broadcast is going to pull that through the rotation on there as well. Again, that's a 9 p.m. tip-off. Uh, pay attention to the WizDG social media because if for any reason it does change, I 150% guarantee you, you will find out on WizDG social media probably a solid 15 to 20 minutes before you will on the NBA 2K League's social media. So definitely follow WizDG. It's WizardsDG on all their social media across the board as well. Uh, if you're not following them already and you live here in the DMV, give them a follow. It's homework. You have to do it. It's required. It's as simple as that, but they'll be going up against Pacers Gaming. Joey, I, I, this is a very winnable game. It's a very winnable game for WizDG. I, I expect uh, this team, after taking some time off from that group stage, Pat definitely has them ready to go. They're practicing uh, for Pacers Gaming. It's a uh, scenario where they don't have to prepare for the possibility of five different teams in, the, in a four-day time span. Uh, it's going to be uh, this team and then maybe one other team over the weekend during the knockout round. Uh, so it will be very interesting to see how they come out. Uh, I expect them to be very prepared for Pacers gaming. They've played well against them in the past. Uh, I do think this will be a dub for the for WizDG. Have they said how many series this will be? Is it going to be a five-game series? Uh, I believe it should be a five-game series, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, regardless, three or five, I think WizDG still comes out on top, which is curious because I have not seen how many series games it would be here. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, Pacers, they've already dropped games, John. WizDG has not. Uh, I think the teams that Pacers have dropped to are weaker than WizDG. So with all that being said, with how well WizDG is playing, again, a player has an off night and someone else steps up. It seems like this team is fluid enough at this point, even just welcoming Cap just a few recent weeks ago. I think they're going to get the job done here against Pacers. Absolutely. It's going to be another week great, <laughs> full of great esports action here in the DMV. Uh, again, for the Justice, uh, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for them to start back up on the 16th. But WizDG, again, this Wednesday night will be the next game for them as well. Uh, Joey, um, non-DMV esports related, uh, this is a big week for games in general. And I know we here at OTN are going to be doing a lot of coverage for some of these announcements as well. How about you uh, just give our listeners and viewers here a quick uh, rundown of what they can expect here from uh, OTN Media here on the Twitch channel uh, and on our other platforms as well for what we're going to be covering uh, for video games going forward. Yeah, absolutely, John. We're still trying to iron out exactly what the coverage is going to look like, but so far what has been ironed out 
Thursday night at around 8 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to have a recap of the Summer Game Fest kickoff. Uh, unfortunately, due to it being a worldwide event, Jeff has to place it at some point. He decided to place it in a favorable time for Europe this time around. So it's going to be right in the middle of the afternoon for us here on the East Coast right around 2 p.m. Uh, and for those who are on the West Coast, that's around 11 a.m. Eastern time or Pacific time rather. Well, yeah, I guess 11, 2, 11. Am I off on that? Uh, no, no, you're right. It's guys. 11 a.m. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, quick, did I know? miss an hour? I might have. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so it's an unfavorable time, which is why we're going to give you guys a recap show that night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to talk about what happened in that show as well as preview some of the stuff in the weekend to come. And then on top of that, we're going to take a look at what other shows might come out throughout the rest of the weekend. Uh, but we have been approved as co-streamers for the Xbox Bethesda Showcase as well. That should be a big one. That'll be on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. I'm not even going to try to guess at the time for that one. I think it's like 2 or 3 p.m. if I remember correctly. Uh, somewhere around there, we'll definitely put it out on social media. It's going to be at OTN Media if you want to find us out there. So plenty of coverage, John. Uh, at least two live shows again Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and sometimes Sunday mid-afternoon. We might have another recap show that later that night. We're just still trying to iron out a couple details. There will be writing and all that good stuff as well. We'll have to figure out if our voices will survive uh, <laughs> talking for hours and hours and hours. It's always fun getting to cover uh, those shows as well and uh, interacting with everyone, not just the OTN community, but everyone that stops by on Twitch. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, but that will do it for this week's edition of Game on DC. If you do enjoy Game on DC, we would love to hear from you. Please do leave us a review if your podcatcher allows you to. Uh, we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and again, anywhere else a podcatcher or a podcast RSS feed is available. Just look up Game on DC. We're there for you. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to sub to our social media to keep up to date with everything going on in the DMV for esports news. Joey, where can our listeners go to follow Game on DC? Absolutely, listeners. Head over to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and find us at Game on DC. Additionally, we check the hashtag GoDC, so feel free to use that as well. And then on the side of YouTube and Twitch, you can follow the umbrella company OTN Media, and that's at OTN Media on both of those platforms. All right, make sure you tune in next Monday. That is June 13th as we continue, continue to cover esports here in the East Coast capital of esports. Make sure you do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit that sub and follow button on your favorite podcatcher or here on Twitch to know when the next episode of Game on DC is ready for your entertainment pleasures. We'll catch you all on Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, Game, Game on, on DC. DC.